Welcome to Your Infinite Health. Are you getting older? Are you feeling it? How would you like to do that in reverse? We're your host, Dr. Tripp, and Lene. We've run an integrative medicine practice for 13 years. Together, we have 60 years of combined experience helping clients. We've helped tens of thousands achieve success in health and live longer, happier lives. In this show, we'll cover peer-reviewed and evidence-based integrative approaches to creating the health you've always wanted. We also share professional experience we see in the field every day. So if you're ready to feel, look, and live your best life, you're in the right place. Welcome to your Infinite Health Podcast. Hey, Tripp. Hey, Lene. I had another doctor prescribe me anti-gloating cream. Anti-what cream? Anti-gloating cream. Anti-gloating cream. I can't wait to rub it in. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I cracked myself up. When you were transitioning, making the transition out of oncology care into integrative medicine. I think somewhere in a nearby city or maybe across the town, another physician was closing his office and that physician ran a pain management clinic. And so because that guy closed, and I could have my facts wrong here, but because that guy closed and there was nobody in the immediate area facilitating pain specific care you ended up with kind of this class of patients they all seem to know each other it was like they kind of came in on a bus all together at the same time right specifically for pain management right and much to their chagrin You had other plans. I had other plans. Because we sometimes get calls for people wanting to know if we do pain management. And very early on, I kind of said, we do not do pain management because in my mind, the word management in that respect meant keeping up with the status quo, like just managing pain, not really doing anything proactive to to get rid of pain to alleviate, reduce, eliminate, or heal the pain. I don't like using the word heal either because I think different people have different ideas of what that means and you don't want to confuse anybody. But you ended up with this bus of people. And to be correct, that was because that physician, because I did so much pain. Pain care with oncology. oncology. You were really good at reducing, yeah, reducing pain for your cancer patients. And so that's kind of how. And so he gave my name out as one of the potential physicians that could. Okay. Okay. So we don't do pain management for clarification. Never have, never will. But we do provide pain relief. And we do that by helping. Resolution. Resolution. So reduction and mitigation and resolution. Why don't you tell the listeners about that and your thoughts on that because the opioid people get addicted to that it becomes a big problem i think it's a i think where we are i don't know are we on some sort of belt of traffic for opioids i don't know but it seems to be pretty prevalent in this geographic location yeah i think it was nationwide and that's why there's over the 
past, well, been past decade to so many new initiatives has taken place to, to try and curtail the, uh, the use of narcotic medications, which have been the source of, well, the source of people actually killing themselves by overdosing from prescription medication and not just using opioids as recreational drugs out in the in market. So I think as we inherited that, that tribe right. <laughs> that was seeing that other physician, by the personalities and the individuals coming in, there were, I could kind of categorize them initially as as drug seekers without a cause and those trying just to get the drugs versus those individuals who had legitimate, significant legitimate issues with pain and who the long-term effects may have been compromising and added to addiction, the addiction and the drug-seeking behavior. So those two categories were very interesting. The and in the context of doing the integrative medicine and doing the doing the approach that we do at Infinite Health, I found very quickly that that just doing the four pillars approach, the mind body with using the optimization process and all that. Well, and for Tracy in Wisconsin, our four pillars approach addresses nutrition, physical fitness, exercise, metabolic hormones, and the mind body coaching program. Thank you. <laughs> And so that is so part and parcel to any patient coming in and me accept, accepting them for their pain to, to deal with their pain issues. I, I said, well, this is part and parcel to this program. If this is not for you, then you need to seek a different position. And the initial, that probably cut about 20% off right away. And then, and then it was interesting uh, interesting how things went subsequently because those who, who were, had significant issues and really only wanted the medication so that they could really have reasonable lifestyles, as we implemented the program, the four-pillar program, what happened is that I was able to really significantly decrease the amount of pain medications that they were receiving from the other physician. And sometimes there were long-acting opioids along with short-acting opioids and Mixed with mixed with sedatives and muscle relaxers and good God, were those and, people uh, driving? Yeah, and all these people are on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so that was what was initially very gratifying. I saw that those people were really interested in 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 just having a decent lifestyle and being able to minimize their narcotic and medication use. Really benefited from the program, and then subsequently, those people who were Drug pure, more pure, drug seeking in that those people were fairly quickly sorted out with the parameters and the guidelines that were required by doing the mind-body component and, and doing the other components of the program. So, so I ended up with a population that mostly was patients who had legitimate problems that were really benefiting from the integrative approach and ultimately as we, that it, we subsequently added the the stem cell approaches and and the prolotherapy and those more direct direct approaches to musculoskeletal disorders had a huge huge impact on what we've been able to accomplish with these folks. What would you say was one of your best case studies from 
somebody who came in strictly wanting pain management but got bait, baited, baited and switched. Not that we were baiting, but they came in for one thing and we were able to enlighten them to other options. Like what was one of your best case studies? Mm. Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the individuals is an entrepreneur, electrician, did contracting, electrician contracting. How old? Fifties, mid late fifties, and or early mid fifties at the time, and he was on I think significant doses of Percocet, oxycodone, all the muscle relaxers, and all that. Had primarily had back pain and degenerative back pain. And as we initiated the uh, the four pillars, I think uh, the mind body component had impact. He had certainly the the nutritional aspect, to changing his nutrition to a, a low inflammatory nutrition lifestyle had huge impact. I was able to get change him off of the oxycodones to the maybe the hydrocodones and get rid of a few other uh, other little peripherals. And then following that. We, he accepted, he, I think he had back and shoulder issues. And so I did, I did a PRP procedures on his shoulder and his back and two or three procedures on each one. And, and we eventually subsequently were able to decrease and discontinue all of his narcotic medications. Wow. And that lasted for, I mean, he had a trauma. So at one point we, I had him totally off his narcotics. I got him off his muscle relaxers and he was doing really, really good. It lost a significant amount of weight. But at one point he kind of, he fell back into the, the inflammatory nutritional lifestyle and things went backwards again and he started having more, more pain. And so again, we, I pushed back and he, he was able to be able to get significant pain relief by changing his lifestyle again, but I've had a number of patients like that, actually, but he, he came in and said he was actually able to get out of bed without having to take pain medicines before he got up. Uh, and after we did the prolotherapy on his back and with PRP, he actually said that he was able to get out of bed and walk to the restroom just like a younger man again. Oh, yeah, it was great. So that was a really great story. And you have several of those. Mm-hmm. And several of those actually so cool so that was i think became the premise of our program there and there were a few other patients that we lost that had someone adapted to the four pillar approach but did not did not really benefit and weren't benefiting and so um i actually weren't benefiting because why because they were actually drug seekers they wanted it in a pill they didn't want to do anything for their how many of those people you think were like selling well and that that's yeah the using the drugs to sell to other people is diversion i think that's called and so uh, that was another concern of mine so i actually terminated a patient who was not using his medications properly and they looked like he was doing that so I, or she was doing that so yeah there were a few of those too unfortunate but it was yeah but i know that pharmaceutical companies are under scrutiny for providing misinformation to physicians like way back when these things became pushed on doctors. Right. These are not addictive. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's underway. And 
it's really exciting, though, to see that we have these modalities that are natural to the body and completely eliminate the need, right, or significantly mm -hmm. mi mitigate any need to be on any of those addictive, harmful prescription medications. Medications, correct. So that's really a The regenerative aspect of some of these approaches is just phenomenal and the pain relief in attending the the results of the of the regeneration are significant so that that medication reduction can be achieved and uh, and it's not by you know, for example there are a number of procedures out there that cut nerves to that deliver that go to those areas and so that they're numbed and they're but when you cut a nerve you're just serving more than just pain pathway, you're just serving the motor pathway and other things, the sensory pathways that are useful to have. So those types of procedures and that plus the use of steroids, these procedures that are... Oh yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, no. but I think you should touch on that. We got some time on mm. the issue with steroids as a mechanism for pain. Yeah, that's a, and that's a totally, there are meta-analyses out now. I think steroids for pain control of joint disorders and and that uh, even though they on occasion they work very rapidly and shut down and make patients more comfortable the the end result is that they actually aggravate and expedite the deterioration of joints insertions muscles all these things um and can actually be the cause of cause of necrosis bony necrosis oh my god yeah i mean these are and there are literally meta-analyses with hundreds of thousands of individuals that, that where they look at the benefit of steroids or they've compared the benefit of steroids versus physical therapy, for example, or certain procedures, orthopedic procedures. And the conservative approach has actually been advocated because of the absence of damage, potential damage or accelerated degeneration in the area that was evaluated. So there is so much information out there now to, that w tells us that we should not be using steroids to control pain, but simply because of the physiology of what, what happens when we apply the steroids. We actually, in administering a steroid to a painful area, a damaged area, what happens is that our, our repair mechanisms, the ability of our bodies to repair an, a site that's been damaged, actually depends upon inflammation being present so that it can activate the pathways that activate the the stem cells and the repair mechanisms that repair the damage and also call in cells and support mechanisms from outside the area to help repair. So as we shut that down, we actually shut down the ability of the body to actually go to the area or all of our biomolecular mechanisms go to that area and repair it. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just, it's totally, in my mind, it should be contraindicated at this juncture. Crazy. And yet, yeah. it's not. Like, it's not it's because like, it's paid for by insurance companies. Got it. That's a perverse incentive. Well, it's, it's bad medicine. It's just perverse. Just violate the <laughs> Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, it's just. Technically, right? Yeah. First do no harm, right? So, but. Insurance companies are not first do no harm unless you get reimbursed by insurance. Right. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listener, that yeah, was let's, tacky. Let's cut that. Okay. Cut that. <laughs> oh, we cut that.
Cool. All right. Well, thank you for touching on that. I think it's an important topic for people because I, I think also those things are some healthcare providers are very quick to pass the pill out to, I don't know, alleviate the symptoms or, or whatnot. Well, so we are, if physicians are actually, the we're the ones that are responsible for that attitude. I mean, look at, look at what we've done to promulgate the agenda of insurance companies and pharma. What we're doing is we're saying, yeah, okay, well, we're since we're working for the insurance company to get reimbursed, and we're getting reimbursed less and less and less because they're always trying to cut the compensation for physicians, then basically what happens is that we're, we become much more efficient at doing things. So we see people quicker and quicker. How can we see people quicker? We're reading my pills as quickly as we can and don't incentivize them to actually help help them repair themselves. So we, we're working for pharma and we're actually working for the insurance companies. And that is the modality of the practice of medicine now that is actually driving decision-making. It's, it's financially based, but and I'm, you know, I'm, I can't knock the capitalistic system, but at the same time, we're not taking into account what we're actually creating and the detrimental health environment that we've created because all of these patients are inculcated into the system. They believe they can go in, see a physician for five minutes, get a pill and be cured. Right. And that's if we have, we think about the people that are, the vast majority of people are maybe not necessarily in the acute setting, but in the chronic setting are going in, seeing the, getting the five minute visit and not, we're not addressing the lifestyle measures, the things that we were actually taught in medical school that can actually benefit those people and shut down the, the pathway for detrimental health. So passionate of you. Yeah, get off my soapbox. Okay. I think th these are things that need to be said and there are things that need to be heard. So thank you for sharing. And we're out of time. Cool. So, I, listener, I hope you found that helpful, valuable. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at yourinfinitehealth.com. And until next time, stay healthy. Thanks for subscribing to Your Infinite Health. I'm Dr. Tripp. And I'm Lynne. Until next time, feel it, look it, and live it. <laughs>